Well, top of the morning or evening, whatever it is to you gardeners and homesteaders, we hope everybody's having a fantastic day. And we're just so happy to be here with you. We hope you're having a great holiday season. Right now, Batavia and myself are planning our gardens for next year. We're getting our seeds started, our seeds in order, getting everything going. And we want to just give this opportunity, first of all, for you guys to hear the top five episodes from last year. So these are the episodes that you guys listened to the most, commented and enjoyed on. So be sure to enjoy these. I'm excited to re-listen to them myself. And also, we have a couple of announcements. One is I am starting to do uh, seed starting date profiles for people. So if that's something you're interested in and you want, we can do a seed starting profile for you. Just email me at sandybottomhomestead at gmail.com. And the first 10 people to do it are going to get a 50% off discount. And this will be geared for you and your area. So give me your state and your city that you live in. And we'll get you a customized seed starting schedule for you. Because what I found out in the past couple of years is, in fact, I was starting my seeds way too late. And I wasn't taking proper precautions and using the seeds to the best of their ability to grow bigger, stronger plants and thrive more, rotate my crops out so I can get three to four season gardening out of it. Depending on where you are, you can get that fourth season. Little disclaimer there. But definitely reach out at sandybottomhomestead at gmail.com and we'll get one made for you. And also, we are proud to give you our sponsor, which is Planter App. And like I said, this is the time of year where we're going to be planning our gardens and we will be using the planter app. It is an amazing app and it's just, it's grown so much over the years. It's amazing, but you can create profiles on it. You can make all your different gardens and layouts and it's drag and drop interface. It has all the details you need for your plantings, for your plants, for your frost dates, your days to go out. It has everything you need, gives you pest controls, companion, combative plantings, just it's got it all. I mean, it's something that I have really fallen in love with over the year and I credit the success of my garden to this over the years. So definitely check it out. There's a link below that will get you a hefty discount on it. So please take advantage of that because this is the season in which we're going to be starting our gardens and planting them. And we want you to take advantage of it so you can get off to a great start for the year. And it is available on Apple and Google. You can use it on your PC. You can use it on your tablet and your phone. So anywhere you are, you can use this app. So check it out. That's the Planter app, the P-L-A-N-T-E-R app. And make sure you use the link below to get your discount. And that was a mouthful, everybody. So without further ado, we're going to play these episodes. And just know we are planning our gardens just as hard as we can because we are ready for the new year. And well, and also new Batavia, if you know what I'm saying. But also the next gardening season. So everybody, as you listen to this, remember, we're going to learn to grow and grow for change. Welcome to our new segment or series about expanding your garden. Why should you expand your garden? When should you expand your garden? How do we expand our garden? We're going to talk about all those things coming up right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. 
Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, before we get started, everybody, if you feel like becoming a patron, check the link below. It helps the show greatly. It's how we get our income to keep the show going. You'll get one mini-soda a month, and you can get another podcast a month. It's the Community Gardens Podcast, and it's a more raw conversation. It's basically an after show of what we've got going on here. And then also, the t-shirts are on sale until June 21st, and its code is BYG spring and that's 25% off everything. So we want to celebrate spring and we want it to go all the way through spring and get you guys a chance to get something good. Hit it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Miss Batavia, are you going to expand your garden? Well, since this is the episode where we're talking about expanding our garden, that's my, (laughs) that's my you voice. I don't know. I'm going to work on that a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <clears throat> yes, in a word. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. There's some there's some things in me, there's some thoughts in my head around, you know. Remember I said this like a year ago, like, girl, you're doing too much, right? Like that's something that I kind of the inner voice like I battle with. Um which kind of folds into this show quite a bit. And so I am expanding, um, and I'm looking forward to sharing kind of the hows and the whys. How about you? So, yeah, you can call it an expansion. It is basically, it's very small, but an expansion is an expansion, mm-hmm, as we're mm-hmm. going to find out right here on yeah. the Backyard Gardens podcast. No, seriously. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything major. And this year, I'm not doing anything major. I've done, in the years, I've grown my garden to an extent. And now I kind of, I do want to add a little bit, but I want it to settle Mm-hmm. and see how mm-hmm. I can manage it because if everything works the way it's supposed to, the improvements I did to the wild garden should step it up a bit. And I want to make sure that I can handle that before I start adding even more in. And I want to see exactly how much I get out of it. So I'm in a stepped approach. Um, I'm basically doing, I'm finishing up my three-year plan. So now I'm in, I'm in a kind of a stagnant zone, but mm-hmm. that's good. That's what I want. That's exactly where I want to be. I was literally counting years on my fingers. I'm sorry. I could tell that distracted you. I saw you. I thought you were like counting me down (laughs) for something. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm the one that counts down. (laughs) So my very first garden at this property was in the summer of 2008. And for many years, basically like 10 years, I gardened in the backyard only and did a bunch of different things over those years. I was counting because, and I've mentioned this before, but I'm very proud of myself, so I will always mention it. Uh, In 2019, I broke ground in the front yard, right? And so I was counting, so that'd be, this is the fourth year. Um, In each of those years, there's been some level of expansion, primarily in that space, right? You know, Um, and I'm not quite quite done with it. And I'm trying to balance out what you just described as kind of letting things settle. Um, I, I don't think I've had a single year where the entire space has been exactly the same in the front yard. I'd say perhaps that's the case for the backyard. And I think that's something to consider because, you know, 
the reasons why you may expand could be just to do more or it could be uh, you struggled with kind of the previous setup. But how many years or how many growing seasons or opportunities did you really give it to kind of settle? Right. You right. know, and so that's kind of the, the <clears throat> battle apart that I have as well in my head. There are a lot of battles in my head, but. Yeah, I don't want to get inside your head too much. I'm already in there enough. I um, <laughs> so for me this year, it's all I'm redesigning other areas mm. of my yard, mm-hmm. and so that kind of plays into it. But if honestly I didn't have this show mm-hmm. and backyard kitchen, I probably would expand my garden by fifty percent. So that's kind of, but you know, I have to manage my time just like everybody else does. Everybody in their jobs, everybody in their families, everything, you know, we all have to manage our times. So in a perfect world, I mean, hell, if I didn't have a job at all and I wasn't doing anything, Mm -hmm. whatever, I'd have the huge garden. But I think it's a, it's good to find a, a happy medium. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's reconfiguring and then there's all out expansion, right? You know, and so, um, they're really two different things. Um, and both could be beneficial. Um, both can create it, their own set of challenges. Um, right. I'm trying to get out of my head that my garden space is challenged, just generally speaking. Um, I kind of, whether I say it out loud, I approach it. And so that's always, that's also a reason why I'm always looking to tweak something. You know, I say right. things like if I had, you know, X in place, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Like for years, things like, oh, I like to cover my brassicas and I really don't want to have all this cover and, and stuff in the front yard so I can only grow them in the backyard. And that means that, you know, so I just go through all of these, you know, mental gymnastics. And this year, my plan is to put brassicas in the front yard. It's like the hell with it, man. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I think as we think about the reasons why, of why we want to expand, um, I'm just going to say I'm trying to be a bit kinder to myself. Yeah. And I mean, as far as why goes, it's like, well, do you want more food? Mm -hmm. Do you want more flowers? Because, you know, we don't talk a whole lot about flowers on here, but they're always like present. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a flower is in everybody's garden somewhere, some yard. I mean, hell, it doesn't have to be a a flower. It can be a bush, something like that. And so... If you break it down like that, then yes, I am expanding because <clears throat> there comes times like we're like right now we're trying to create three different rooms in our garden, in our yard. So garden rooms. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to create an entryway. I'm trying to create a um, a bonsai area to kind of spruce it up a little bit because a lot of work goes into it and I don't want it to kind of, you know, I don't want the background to kind of swallow it up. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to separate it. And then outlining the food area. And for me, the reason why the flowers and the food areas are important is because of the pollinators. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the more flowers, and I could be crazy, but the more flowers that I have planted and had successfully growing, it seems like the better the rest of my my food production goes. Yeah. So um, that's kind of why we're doing it. And it's just, like I said, it's separating, Mm -hmm. separating these different areas and different spaces. Mm -hmm. Did you say that this is, are you on the tail end of your five-year plan or? Um, So I did a three-year plan. plan. So this would be year four Mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, let's see what happens. And then if we did have a five-year plan, which we technically did, then it would be the next two years would be building up the other areas. 
And hopefully with the reconfiguration, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. of the wild garden, that will boost the production from that. And then we may not even need – hell, I may need to cut back on it if I can get this wild garden to really produce. So that that's a possibility as well. That's mm-hmm. something that we, we are considering as well. We don't want to cut back, but if we have to, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Th- you don't look impressed. Oh, no. I'm always impressed by you, buddy. Well, that's not really true, but most times. That's not true yeah, at most all. Times. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going through. Um, so there's there's a, a little bit of so my expansion, it's a it's kind of a trial effort. Right. So I don't know how successful that growing space is going to be. And my yeah. investment is very small and I'm willing to take that chance. Right. Because the investment time as well as um, cost is very small. Um but I can kind of see how it could be um, a good space for me to kind of expand a little bit in. And that's a part of it. It's like kind of being okay with like, this may not be the final look of this. You know, that's really important to me. Like I, you, you know how I am. Like I like to be able to move things around, right. You know, I like to be able to yeah. do different things in different spaces back to the point of like being settled for the most part, the backyard garden is settled for me and I wouldn't consider it an expansion. The only thing that I'm really doing different in that space is more like, you know, I'm, my containers where I grow in containers kind of dip it changes year by year. But again, the front yard, it's still kind of trying to find that right groove. Um, And interestingly enough, if I had to do it all over break ground again, I probably would, the design would probably be a little bit different. Um, But at this point, I just, I don't want to invest the time in like the full reconfiguration. (laughs) So, you know, I'm kind of building on what I have now, but I can kind of now see after a couple of years of growing, which again is key. I've grown in the space for a couple of years. Now I'm like, okay, I see how things are working for me. um, Expansion is a part in part to grow more. But it's also like the design, reconfiguring, expansion. It's like to make it more functional for me. Yeah, you know. that's a good way to put it. I mean, making it functional is, is I think, is really important. And I also think a lot of times it may be overlooked a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like last year I cried about my pathways a lot. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's that's functionality, mm-hmm. you know, so I could be expanding that. And I, man, I've gone through it again about expanding them damn things. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Um, but just doing that can, you know, it can help boost production. It can help boost your morale mm-hmm. in your garden, mm-hmm. which is very important. You know, sometimes people get bit by the gardening bug really early and then they're like, oh, I love it. I love it. And then they get tired and they just walk away. And then you, you show up and you've got this overgrown, nasty looking garden. Yeah. That is honestly, it's a waste of time, space and money at that point. Yeah. And by reconfiguring or expanding in different areas, making it more functional, you could avoid that completely. Yep. Yep. That's where I stand. I stand with you. Okay. So look, let's do this. Let's go to a break. And then when we come back, we're going to really start to break down um, like times and costs and all that stuff and different theories about it. So Mm -hmm. um, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. 
We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners. Okay, here it goes. Time. Do you have the time to expand or maintain that garden? That's key. Which one do you think is harder? Which one do you think is more time consuming? What are my options? Expanding it, like the actual act of expanding it or maintaining it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think it depends on the, the place that you're expanding, like what that space looks like. So uh, for me, you know, spoiler alert, I am going to build out like two one foot size beds about one foot wide about eight feet long and the time it's going to take me to do that I do have to dig up the soil and all that it's going to be like a a half a day or something because that's the way I move right it's probably a lot faster for some others but that's probably what it will be for me um and then the maintaining it uh is probably going to be very little time so in that kind of question probably building it out is more than um maintaining it but then I kind of put it, remember I said, I'm not sure if it's going to be successful. It's not in an optimal place. So I think I'll be babying that growing space, like trying to figure out what grows well. Um, if you if you dump that into maintenance, then I guess, yeah, maintain, maintaining it will be uh, a little bit more work. Yeah, I think, I mean, that would be like mentally taxing, I would, I would mm-hmm. think, you know, <clears throat> let's, so with the wild garden, I have a section just like that, where it's like, okay, it does well. And then it gets more shade. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I know I've said this like a thousand times, but I've noticed things didn't grow well. I had soil issues. So now I've brought in new soil and I've amended and all that stuff. So we'll see this year will be really telling. Yeah. And there's always like something else that we can plant there. So maybe we can, you know, maybe we can squeeze out some more lettuce or something out of that little section, mm-hmm. that corner that doesn't get a lot of light. I don't know the correct answer to that, but you know, that's something that you're always going to be watching and thinking about, too. So and it depends, too. Like for me, if I want to expand, I've got a lot of woods and stuff. So I've got to really like I mean, I think the first four inches of soil are nothing but like root mat. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anytime I want to dig a hole, I've got to bust through that before I can dig a hole. So yeah. that adds a little bit more onto it. And then the weeding it and getting the weeds knocked back and everything is on top of that. So it can be very time consuming to do that. And that was part partially part of our plan was to clear out parts of these areas. But it just hasn't, you know, we've been fighting an uphill battle for years. Yeah. So, so we've got to figure out how to get go start going downhill. So that. Well, I don't know if we want to go downhill, but kind of leveling out. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so, no, I want to go downhill fast. But that's a really good... So just going out and digging up some space isn't always the best plan. Sometimes just get out yeah. there and do it, right? You know, That's how in 2019 I got to the place of, all right, I got a front yard garden. Um, but I, I think the space that I'm going to be using has been covered with um, that thick landscape fabric and mm-hmm. um, wood chip mulch like f- since 2019. So... There's no weed trouble. I'm not concerned about that at all. Um, I didn't have, and there wasn't a plan like three years ago, two years ago, there wasn't a plan to use the space I plan on using. Um, I just put that, you know, the cover and the mulch down because it was my walkway space. Like it's basically nothing's growing here. So let me cover it so I don't have to weed it. Um, but if I kind of transport myself into someone else's garden, if you have an idea about, um, 
expanding and maybe it's not this year, but maybe it's next year or the year after steps like, all right, I'm going to cover this particular soil so I can combat, kill off the weeds. I don't have to worry about digging those out next year when I actually expand. Like steps like that can save you a lot of time and a lot of headaches. Yeah. You spread it out over Mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why, um, the having that long-term plan is I think is important because you can, you'll get to a point in the year where you just won't be doing a lot in your garden. You know, maybe in the middle of summer or something, things are growing well and you want something to do. You can start taking steps for that next portion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's like, we're going to put up a, uh, we're going to put up a fence in our archway going from our backyard to our side yard or from our front yard down our side of our house. And my concern with that is, is once we do that and that archway fills up, it's going to create a lot more shade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now we're, you know, where we're talking about that area will get, I don't know, six hours of sun. It may only get two hours of sun. So that can change the dynamic of that area completely. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just thinking, and that's exactly the um, the space that I'm talking about. It's under the cattle panel arch that I have. And a couple of reasons why I've considered it. It's really dead space once the panel fi- or the um, the arch, the trellis fills up. Right. Yeah. So I'm coming under there to harvest stuff that's hanging from the trellis. Um, but other than that, it's dead space. And I've been looking back at pictures and videos, which, again, it's very helpful to have that kind of documented unofficially. And I've gotten an idea of when that thing starts to fill up, like when in the season, um, because that's once it's done, it's fully shaded. Right. And the key here is I don't have expectations to grow throughout the full growing season. And that's this new space from, um, you know, spring through fall. Like that's not my expectation based on the current setup. And that's okay. Right. You know, but what I'm hoping to do is some of my kind of prime real estate in the garden. I'm going to free up that space because I'll be able to kind of siphon off some of the things I would normally grow. Like lettuce is a great example. So instead of putting some lettuce in some containers or putting lettuce in some of my raised beds, I can likely put lettuce there if we think about when lettuce is going to grow. You know, so those are the pieces um, when it comes to my particular space. There is one where you're talking about uh, pathways, which, again, I know you love. Um, There is one space that every year for these last few years in the front yard, I have said once everything starts to grow in, it just becomes difficult to like move about in the garden. Right. You know, my design was very intentional about giving myself some room to move about, um, but it's really not comfortable or convenient. And so I'm like, well, if I move these beds back, reconfigure these beds, if I move them back a few inches, does that buy me enough space? Right. And I don't know. It's early in the year. I don't know if I'm going to take that on this year. Right now, there's nothing growing in it. So it's a great time to, like, make the change if I want to. I was very thoughtful when I actually designed it this way and also right. tired. It was kind of like, you know, like, all right, I'm just going to put these here too. Um, but I did consider it. Um, and the, the difficulty was I was doing it in late fall and I didn't have the vision of how fully grown plants, fully mature plants uh, would fill that space up. Right. Yeah. Dude, I forget every year how tomatoes are going to fill out something. Like, I don't know. I just every year I'm like, oh, wow, it took a lot of space. I don't know why I do that. But um, 
I can see exactly where you're coming from from that. And and I mean, that is a good question. It's like, do you just move the bed back a couple inches? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it seems like a lot of work for a couple inches. Yeah, that's exactly my um my my challenge. Um, if it's six inches, let's call it, you know half a foot if it's six inches does that really make things more convenient right like i'm now disturbing the soil i'm you know doing all of this um where i'm leaning towards is i'll be planting some things that are less intrusive from a like they're not going to you know trail as much you know things that maybe are going to grow more straight up and i'll see how that fares and it just could be all right this is where we are um if I'm a year from now or two years from now, I have no garden projects. Maybe that'll be the garden project. Um, what I want to be careful of, and this is actually a good um, thought when it comes to timing. Be careful of introducing, and I'm notorious for this in my life, introducing a project that basically gets, you know, you get started on that in advance of the things that you really need to get done. Right. You know, so there are a bunch yeah. of other things that I need to get done in my garden. Right. I need to mend my beds. Right. I need to shred leaves for mulch this year. I need to do those things. Moving a bed back six inches is not something I need to do. To be quite frank, expanding even the half a day I would spend, you know, expanding the garden, which is probably more like a weekend when I really, if I'm really honest with myself, that's not something I need to do. So does it make sense to get all of the things you need to get done first and then do that? You know, in a perfect world, yeah. yeah. But I'm also losing planting time in that expanded space that I'm thinking about. I get the same way as you though, where I'm thinking about it and I'm like... I need to get this done. Mm-hmm. And so I'll start doing that and put something on the back burner. But I think that a lot of the time, a lot of these things all occur at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it can get kind of muddied. And what I say, and that's why like, I'm a big proponent of like in the wintertime is when you do most of your reconstruction, refiguring and rebuilding because nothing is doing anything essentially. I mean, in some places it is, but generally speaking, I mean, even me, I can grow year round some things, but I plant things ahead of time because I have this plan. I plant them ahead of time. And I know in the wintertime where I'm, I know I'm going to be working in this section, I won't have anything planted because yeah. I've thought that through. But that and works. And it takes a lot of time. You know, it took me, it took me a lot of physical effort to redo the, um, the wild garden. You know, it's like I had to build the beds. I uh, had to level the beds out when I put them down. That took me a full day, mm-hmm. basically, because it was much more of a headache than it had to be. And then I had to fill them up with dirt. But the problem was, is once I filled, I got the load of dirt, the tailgate of my truck broke, so I wouldn't go down. Oh. So I was picking up all of the dirt and going over. Um, so, you know, it was just one thing after another. And it took a lot of time. And that being said, like I was delayed by a month of when I wanted to be done, mm-hmm. but I got it done mostly done it's as done as it's gonna be yeah and your working calendar is different than mine and you know i don't want to come across as oh woe is me my ground is frozen oh woe is me there's 12 foot or 12 inches of snow but there's 12 inches of snow right yeah Um, and it's a big difference it makes a difference yeah my window for working um it's it's open now to be quite frank so on one hand i can't work in my garden in the same way and same time that you can but the window is open and I'm not outside working in my garden. So, again, right. I need to take some responsibility as the, the gardener. Right. Um, right. I mean, I think that 
what I also want to be considerate of is, again, being kind of kind to yourself. Sometimes expansions don't work out. Right. You know, so yeah. be OK with and I'm not talking about a full construction like the cage baby is something where, damn it, it better had worked. You know, <laughs> so yeah. that's very different than taking some landscape timbers and, you know, drilling them together and turning over some soil and adding some new soil and compost. Like that's a very different project where if in X number of years I find like this just isn't worth my time and effort, I can put mulch back there and be done with it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think that it depending on the type of expansion, it doesn't have to be considered a forever expansion. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a safe statement. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very safe statement because when we, and I mean, it goes hand in hand with time, but when we go in and we talk about all the times then you have to talk about cost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because not only is it money to buy these things, but time is money as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you don't go to work for free. You know what I mean? If, we'll if see I'm tomorrow when my direct deposit hits. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's kind of feeling like it's uh, donating my time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you go to work and it's like, yeah, I want to get paid. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like you want to get something out of it. So you want to be as efficient as possible. And then, you know, g- costs for these things. I mean, it can be as cheap as you want it to be within reason, or it can be as expensive as you want to be. And when I say expensive, I mean expensive. You know, if you start laying out patios and all that stuff and you're doing all these other projects or mm-hmm. if you're hiring somebody mm-hmm. to do the work, then it's just it goes way up. So, um, you know, what you're doing in your yard this year in your garden, is it going to cost you a lot? Um, I'd say probably 30 bucks or less, just a, like a, a a quick number if I think about the landscape timbers the soil that I already have you know but I did buy it you know so it was an expense um and some compost you know I'm gonna say about thirty dollars um and my gut tells me something will be grown there and that's gonna make me happy um and that's kind of enough for me and there's also like just to be like I always battle with this and battle isn't the right word i always justify this in my head like it doesn't matter if you consider gardening a hobby or not like no one's trying to offend you like if you believe that this is more than a hobby um but people spend monies on the things that they want to spend money on and so i don't know if people are still you know doing like uh train sets or whatever but I'm going to pretend like that's a great hobby. That's a a hobby that a lot of people do. And you spend money on that. Right. So it's in my mind, it's okay if I want to spend 30 bucks on this expansion. Right. Now, that's a lot different than the hundred plus dollars that I spent on one of the, um, you know, raised beds that I built out. Very different. Right. And again, I can still feel good about that. Um I think when it comes to time and both cost, there is this idea of um, when that money hits. It's a budget like anything else. I remember in 2019, I had some work done outside in general, as well as the garden, like, you know, like a, a deck done, you know, some other things. And a friend came over and it was one of those nice, nasty comments. It's like, oh, wow, you've really spent some money out here. You know, and there's some judgment there. I don't give a shit, but there's some judgment there. And I look at it it, the way that I process it. And this is the way that I had planned for it. That was going to be a big year for me, you know, 
cost wise for my garden expansion. And then every year that price, that cost has dropped significantly, you know, where I can look now and say, for sure, if I look even across the garden season, the things that I do in the garden structure wise and all of that, a hundred bucks is probably going to be my max, you know, cause you know, I'll yeah. be out and say, Ooh, I like that trellis. Let me buy that thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that is kind of a nasty comment, but mm. in a sense, they were right. Oh, yeah, they absolutely were right. You know? In a garden, I find, has a big upfront cost, mm. but then years down the road, it basically costs nothing after that upfront cost. You know, like a lot of things are like that. It doesn't take a lot to maintain it, and especially if you get into making your own compost, mm-hmm. and then you get into reusing stuff, which I'm a big fan of. And I think that's something that's really special in gardens is you go through somebody's garden, more than likely you're going to see something that's been reused. Yeah. So uh, you and I were talking earlier today and I was like, um, I'm going to do more containers this year. And I there was a while back on the show and I said, you know, I'm going to do grow bags this year. I want to see how they work. Mm-hmm. But as I was walking around my yard, I have these two giant pots, not giant, but they're plenty big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't need... Because I was only going to add two big containers in so I could put two tomato plants in them. And I was like, I don't need to get these grow containers when I have this here. Like, stop looking for a reason to spend money. Come on, somebody. Listen now. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay, sure. Having a grow bag would be good. But whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I have these pots. I can't grow anything in the pots where they are. I don't want to put them anywhere else throw them in the garden, whatever mm-hmm. it's done. Mm-hmm. And that saves me what, I don't know how much a grow pot is, but probably 20, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Normally you're you know able to I mean? get, you know, if it's 25 gallons or less, it's like you'll get five for no more than 20 bucks, you know? So, okay. So I'm saving 10 bucks, mm-hmm. but would you throw $10 on the ground and walk away? I would not. And then there's also this challenge that I have when it comes to that, where if you don't, you, if you use the grow bags instead, Excuse me. Mm, mm. Pardon me. Bless you. Mm, thank you. If you use the grow bags instead, you just have this other thing sitting in your yard or in your shed or whatever have you. Right? You know, so the big pots that you do have, what do you do with those? You know, like it's yeah. there's a little there's a bit of that that's wasteful. You know, so if you grow in those bigger pots and find that that's not exactly what you're looking for, and there are no hard or fast rules, of course, then, hey, that's an opportunity for you to go with grow bags. I actually do have um, some new grow bags that I bought this year. That's the reason why the price came up so quickly in my head that I'm giving a try. Um, But I do I want to comment on time and cost which wraps around to the spending a bunch of money in 2019, spending less money in 2020, spending, you know, far less in 2021 and spending very little in 2022. Um, Think about, is this the right time for it? Is this the right year? Right. You know, I am saying a prayer daily that, this isn't the year to get like for me to replace my furnace. And so, and so if this was 2019 and my furnace was in the shape that it was in, I think twice about the, to be really honest, I think twice about the expense that I knew I would put out for uh, the expansion of the garden, you know, and it doesn't even have to be a big bucket item like that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you don't want to just like, ah, I'm just going to do everything and buy in, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You can do 
a lot of different things and save money. And, you know, it's like, so during this series, we're going to talk about vertical gardening, just so you know. And um, like, for instance, my trellises, like you can go buy a trellis. You can go buy an actual garden trellis Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost you 50, 60, 70 bucks, something like that. They're not cheap. Mm -mm. And I'm my, and the quality of them is questionable or you could build the trellis um, like I have, which I'll do a video on it probably because I don't even know what I got to look and see what the piece of material is called. Cost me 10 bucks. You know what I mean? And it is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, that trellis will not fall apart. So um, the wood is going to fall apart and I have to replace that, but that's not a big deal. It's five bucks for me to replace it, you know, and you're going to have to fix things. You know, it's like you don't ever see a farmer that walks around and his hands are silky smooth because he never has to fix anything. All he does is fix stuff like these things get used. They sit out, they get beat up in the sun and all that. So things do happen, but you can, you can look for other products that are not in the garden section of your, home improvement store. As a matter of fact, most of the stuff in my garden is not from the garden section Mm -hmm. other than plants. Everything else comes from like hardware. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like concrete stuff, you know, just different weird things that you can use. And I'm sure a lot of people know these different tricks and stuff, but I've tried all kinds of trellises, man. And I finally found one that I I like, I like, you know, and the Mm -hmm. cattle panel trellis, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were talking about that. Like it's a great design. The only problem is getting it back to your house. Yeah. That is the only problem. Other than that, it's a huge trellis. It's the cheapest trellis I've ever seen Absolutely. anywhere. Absolutely. And there's, there's, you know, we commonly see them as um, kind of creating the, um, what do you call them? The arch, right? Where right. some people use them just flat and straight. Right. You know, so it's a straight up and down vertical trellis. Um, And I mean, again, there are a bunch of different ways you can use it. I you're absolutely right. I haven't done the math, but I use for my trellising and vertical gardening. I use a lot of stuff um, for if you get to the point where it's you have a garden bed, things that go beyond that garden bed. A lot of the things come from the home improvement store. A lot of the things come from, you know, what I've scavenged, you know, PVC pipe yeah. to create hoop houses. Like you said, the cattle panel to create trellising. Um, I've done, you know, chicken wire, you know, uh, when it comes to creating fencing. Like, I mean, there are a bunch of different things like landscape timbers. It's a part of landscaping, but not really for gardening, not in that that vein. Right. So. Right. I do think there are opportunities in those things because you're using it for the not not the commercial purpose of gardening. It's priced much more reasonably. Right. Like, let's just be yeah. realistic here when we talk about the kind of markup when we think about things for gardening. Yeah, like, that's just dude, it's crazy. That's just it's insane. It is, yeah. And I mean, it's like, OK, let's let's, you know, during this series, we're also going to talk about container gardening. So um, let's introduce that. Let's, you know, five gallon buckets are a great container to use, mm-hmm. right? They're great. They're ugly as shit, though, like straight up. Mm-hmm. But a $5 can of spray paint will cover a couple of them. You can decorate them. You can do a lot of things with them and spruce them up, blend them into your surroundings. And it's not a big deal. Here's a, here's a tip for you. Take this to the bank. You can take an old stick with some leaves on it, put it over your bucket 
spray paint it so it leaves that pattern on it and then it'll kind of blend mm-hmm. in you know there's a lot of people that do that with like rain barrels and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. so you can do stuff like that and you have a functional container to grow in i, I lost my words for a second <laughs> you have a functional container to grow in and then you're making it look good because i like a garden that looks like a workspace but i also like a garden that is pretty to look at yeah same thing for me when it comes to being pretty to look at um I but I also like things to be kind of neat. And so I'd love for my the buckets I grow in because I grow in a bunch of them not to be kind of these white buckets. But I'm actually really glad they're not like orange buckets or like, you know, like like red buckets like that doesn't go with my aesthetic, if you will. And so the way that I organize things makes it easy for me to live with, if you will. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's really it was like the uh, wood chip mulch. It was it's still really hard. I keep on bouncing back to it every year. Like my, um, the flooring, if you will, of the front yard garden is all wood chips. As I was kind of seeing, all right, is the ground frozen for this space that I need to expand? And when I pull the wood chips back, you know what's happened. This is three years of them being, you know, on this ground. They've completely broken, not completely, they've broken down quite a bit. Right. And so it's like, oh, here we go. Do I want to get like, you know, those pebbles like, you know, like that's the look I want in the garden. Ugh, but wood I hate chips, that look, but go ahead. Yeah, it's OK. <laughs> wood chips are still free. Right. Like I'll yeah. need the Chicago, the city of Chicago to stop that program. It feels like before I make that move. Um, and we're not even talking about the, the work of pulling it up. Now, I say all of that. So if you listen to this in March and if you check out my garden in September and you see, you know, the pebbles and the stones or whatever, like I changed my mind. And that's how I roll, yeah. you know, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like pebbles in the garden. I don't like them under my feet. That's my problem. I don't walk barefoot, but one of the things, and I'm really hoping to find some space. I bet if I look closely enough around Chicago, like even in some community gardens, I bet they'll have some of those in their pathways. What I'm most worried about is um, when I have my carts and things, um, it's really easy to roll them over the wood chips, believe it or not, right? Wouldn't seem that way. I don't want like, to get sunk and get twisted around when I move my little utility cart. Like again, going back to it being an inconvenience, not being as functional as I want it. I'm not willing to trade the, um, the beauty in my mind for like it just being inconvenient to work in that space. Well, I do have to say this if so, you would go barefoot if you lived at the beach. Mm -hmm. And then I will say this, there is a petition on change.org to get Batavia to move. (laughs) And uh, there, it right now is up to twenty thousand signatures to get her to come. There's a there's a house for sale right down the street from me. There's, so tell me, y'all go sign it. We get it we, if we get it to fifty thousand, she's gonna move in the story. So wait, is this the same house? Why is there always a house down the street? Like it's making me wonder here. Um, you know, there's a reason why. I'll tell you when we're not on the yeah. air why there's always houses for sale. So um, I don't want to give my location away completely. Yeah. So if I look at what you've been doing, this kind of even earlier in the winter, in late winter, early spring, gosh, it's really hard for me to just close my eyes and, and root for you only and not say, that could be me. You know? It could be you. Mm-hmm. But uh, in all seriousness, I mean, you know, there's, and that's the thing too is, so you, you use the wood chips, but you like the pebbles, but you use the wood chips because they're free, but do you hate the wood chips, the look of them? We're just talking about the look. Um, I... 
I don't hate them. I'm just basically living with them. Right. I have, but that's also, it's, um, I've gotten the return on my investment of zero dollars, like in my, like the labor it took. So obviously I had to go and pick up the wood chips. They don't deliver them, uh, this particular program. So obviously there's some time and energy and work there. Um, but there's also this thing that I struggle with, like the wood chips are there and it's like, well, they're still wood chippy. Yeah. Like, like they're still of yeah. use. It's really hard for me to say now I'm going to like dig up bag up toss all of that out you know then it's like all right you could pay someone to do it it's like do i really want to pay someone to do that like come on so i go through all of those if i had free pebbles then it'd be done yeah like if i had pebbles for a really really reduced rate you know price then it'd be done you know and again it's there's also the thing that makes you happy i keep on coming back to it every single year you know, so it's obviously something I want. Um, you know, do I spend the put the thirty bucks that I was going to expand with these, you know, eight foot by one foot beds? Do I put that towards pebbles? Maybe, you know. So, yeah. So I am currently, I'm back on my pathway issue. Um, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, you know what, what if I just got some mulch and just laid down there and see how it did, like, just do a portion of it and see how I like it because then I can pull it up, give it a year, you know, and if I'm like, oh, this works pretty good, go buy more and put it down. Mm-hmm. You know, what if I did something like mm-hmm. that? Um, you know, there's one section of my yard that I, um, I can never get my lawnmower in. I can't get it in. So what happens is it fills up with weeds mm-hmm. and, you know, then that spoils everything else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a little bed out of this. I'm going to plant some ferns there, maybe put a little bush in there because it doesn't get any sun at all. I think it may get like maybe an hour of sun. So I could create something there and eliminate that issue. And that's where I'm at now is I've identified different issues mm-hmm. And so the point that I'm at now is, okay, how much time is it going to take me to do this? Okay, well, this is a small corner, so I'm going to kill the grass. I can either cover it, smother it, spray it, or dig it. So those are my three options. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. I lean farther away from spraying it, but at the same time, I don't because it's quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So I get kind of torn on that. But then you go into cost and it's like, okay, if I'm going to create this space, what is this space going to be? Yeah. What does, what do I want here? Okay. Do I want to have some lavish thing or is it like, all right, let me get a couple ferns, you know, $10 a piece, throw them in, you know, 50 bucks and you're done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's the point where I'm at where it's like, you're trying to figure out like, let's be realistic about it in the cost or can I find a plant somewhere else? Can I find somebody in the spring that is remodeling their front yard and throwing their plants out on the curb? Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. And that is how you start saving money too. You get less selective. And you know what? Because you as a gardener knows you can stick a plant in the ground and you can move it whenever the hell you want. If when the season's right, or you can get rid of it. But if you wanted to take fill up a space, fill up a space Make it happen, but then move it if you need to, right? Aha moment. There are three, gosh, I think they're like cranberry type bush. I know the name because a neighbor has asked, but I can't think of the exact name. There are three bushes that I bought 10, 12 years ago, and they used to be uh, lined up like kind of as you walk to my front porch. 
they used to be like on one side which isn't again the, the most ideal design but that's what there were and so when I um, got to the front yard for a garden I dug those up and I actually moved them into my street side flower bed because I could just couldn't part with the idea of, hey these trees are you know they're still healthy, you know, these bushes rather. And again, I'm not crazy about them. You know, they don't necessarily add a whole lot to the landscape. But in that moment, I thought instead of me moving to you, maybe you can come down here and you can pick up those bushes if you want. Because now I'm just like, oh, I always want to do something more, add something more to the front yard, <laughs> the street side flower bed. And I'm like, I have three whole spaces that I can dig up. But again, I go back to the I just can't toss out these trees. These At bushes? 450 a gallon of gas, my dear, <laughs> it would cost a fortune for me to get those bushes. I mean, but it's, you know, it's like I when I redid my front, I did, redid my front garden bed last year. And um, I went with a beachy tropical theme because it gets like sun all through the hottest parts of the day. Everything cooks. And we had knockout roses in the front, right? <laughs> and knockout roses are known to be, some people think they're beautiful. Some people hate them. They came with the house. We didn't really care, but the whole time we've lived here, they've looked like total dog shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I walk down the street, I notice that everybody on the opposite side of the street, all of theirs look amazing. So it, it was like, okay, here's here's something for you. Full sun doesn't always mean nothing but sun. Yeah. So I took those bushes and I dug them up and I moved those into my side yard, which will get more shade and used them as a block to block out the, you know, the views that I don't want and create a boundary. And so that saved me three, I think I look and price them the other day, it saved me about $175 just by moving the bushes. Took us 30 minutes to move the bushes. That's it. 30 minutes. You can't beat that. You know what I mean? So moving plants around can also help you with that. And once you get your garden established and these, and especially if you're growing perennials and they start to expand, then you can chop them up and separate them and spread them out too. And you save even more money. I'm sorry. I'm being rude. I'm trying to get out of my head because now I'm calculating like the three, probably, I don't know, three by three foot space times three, like how much that could open up for that particular flower bed because it's jam packed. And I'm trying to get out of my head. Like I could put those bushes it's craziness, but I could put those bushes behind the garage. That makes sense. Doesn't make yeah. sense at all. But anyway, um, I think the idea of moving plants around, splitting plants, like that absolutely is the, one of the most cost effective and efficient ways to expand. Right. Because there's the right. expansion of space. Right. And there's also I'm going to try to sneak in if you're growing something more then you're also expanding, right? You know, yeah. so like I said, this street side flower bed, I don't know the measurements of it, um, but it has nothing but flowers in these three bushes in it. And so over the years, I would add, I would expand the plantings there. I would add flowers to it because it's almost all perennials and those things are expensive. So uh, part of my plan was I'm not going to plant everything all at once because I like the joy of going to a garden center, going to a nursery, finding a different plant and going in and planting it. So I need space to do that. And then also it helps with the budgeting. Um, But I think like daylilies 
are a great uh, example of something we've talked about these before that boy do they spread boy you can you know split those and and plant those around your garden um there are a bunch of flowers that are that way um and then there are a couple of even you know perennial vegetables like or herbs even like we talk about rosemary quite a bit yeah i'm sure you could i did that with my um with my mint and my strawberries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started out with eight strawberry plants and now I have about a hundred. Oh, wow. And I just separate them and I'll move them or I won't or I'll give them away. You know, there's all these other things. I use them to trade because a lot of people want to grow strawberries. And so I'll trade with them, you know, bulbs and stuff like that, uh, different vegetable seedlings and stuff. Um, so there's, you know, if, if you want to bring it back to food real quick, which I think we should because we kind of got off topic a little bit. Um, asparagus, strawberries, rosemary, uh, thyme is another one that's perennial that will come back year after year that you, you will have to separate mint. Um, anything else that's perennial that you can think of? Um, I like not leaving them in the garden, but there are a bunch of uh, flowers that you can dig up the bulbs for and store them and then plant them out. You know, um, I'm talking about food though. Oh, okay. Food. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Cause where I my mind now is going is the idea of seed saving and how that also lends itself to, you can now expand your garden because you have more of the thing to grow. Um, yeah. And that's, a, I mean, and not only, okay, so not only will you have more of a thing to grow, but then you'll have, um, you when you make that space, you'll have more places to put it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're not, then you're going to be saving money on buying seeds. Yeah. So there's all these different things. And so it's interesting when it comes down to expanding a garden for me, what it really comes down to is cost. For me, it's all about like how expensive is this going to be? Like, great, here we go. I got to buy wood and mm-hmm. I got to buy this and that, you know. A two by four is $12 right now. Like that's crazy talk, you know, but so for buying some of these things can really help you go ahead. So for me, cost is the first and then time is the second. And I go back to the idea of, is this going to slow me down? Right. So I've, expanded my gardens build out new garden beds in the middle of the season so it's not like all right you got to get everything done before you get started for the year like you don't have to do that um but because when we talk about and gosh we haven't even touched on this much when we talk about what that expansion is going to do when it comes to uh, your harvest right what it's going to produce right so over the years, I've been able to expand my garden midway through because I wasn't growing as much food. Like, that's the way I was able to balance things out, you know? Right. So now, you know how crazy I'd be. I'd be pulling out my hair if I was trying to expand something in August right now, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm absolutely considering that. So not just kind of total time or the amount of time you're spending. When you're actually deciding to do it absolutely does matter. Um, and then more specifically, what are you going to get from that expansion, are you able to manage those additional vegetables or herbs or flowers or what have you? Well, let's do this. Let's, let's take a break and do the recipe of the day. And then we will talk about that. I love it. Right back.
This episode is proudly sponsored by The Garden We Share from North-South Books. It's an inspiring new picture book written by Zoe Tucker and illustrated by Juliana Sweeney, the number one New York Times bestselling illustrator of We Are the Gardeners by Joanna Gaines. This beautiful book celebrates the friendship between a young girl and an elderly woman as they plant seeds in a community garden alongside friends and neighbors, waiting for the seeds to flower. A great gift for all ages on sale spring 2022 at a bookstore near you or online. Please visit northsouth.com for more information. To everything, there is a season in this beautiful book about treasured memories and gardening. Ben, what question do we get asked the most? I would have to say it's probably more something like, what are the products we use in our gardens the most? Ding, 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 ding. That's the correct answer. Hey, there's an Amazon link below. When you get over to the Amazon store, know that you're going to be supporting the podcast, but all of the products both Batavia and I have used in our gardens. We want to see you all over on YouTube, so check us out at Backyard Gardens TV to watch our podcasts and other gardening videos. All right, Miss Batavia just informed me that I, is my recipe. So here goes a crash course in quick thinking. And I'm um, not certain, but the default I think goes to you because you are quick on your feet. <laughs> well, thank you. I guess. Damn it, my strength is my really my weakness. <laughs> um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about. We're, I'm gonna give you a recipe for a spring themed fried rice. That's right. Spring themed fried rice. So um, a lot of times we'll cook fried rice and we adjust the ingredients for the season. And in this season, what we do is you cook your rice and then you let it cool completely. Okay. You can put it in the fridge. You can let it sit out, whatever it is, just set it aside. And then you're going to get your vegetables. So we, we always start with an onion because as we stated in previous podcasts, onions are in everything. Um, and then we're going to hit our greens and we're going to hit our greens hard. And usually what we'll do is we'll put a whole head of cabbage in there, a whole head of cabbage, a couple handfuls of spinach. And then you can go into your broccoli stash if you want. Use a couple florets of broccoli. Or if you're Batavia, you'll use the stock of the broccoli, which I'll probably start doing myself. <laughs> um, the only vegetables that I or hold on, let me rephrase that. Asparagus usually goes in in the spring because this is the time of year when we're going to start getting that nice tender asparagus, the real small stuff. So um, we'll use that. If you're living in the north, we used to do, um, or somewhere where these are available, used to do fiddleheads. So we'll do that. Um, But what we'll do is you put in sesame oil and you start to cook everything. You put your onion in, you put your garlic in, which I forgot to mention, but that should be a given. And then you're going to put your spinach in. I put my spinach in a little bit earlier and then I put my cabbage in and then I put my asparagus in and I usually add them in three minute increments and then I'll start cooking. And that cabbage, even though you put a whole head of shredded cabbage and it's going to cook way down mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we're going to put salt and pepper in it. Um, if you want mushrooms, you can add those in at this point too. I don't like my mushrooms very well cooked. Like I want them with some meat on their bones you can do that. Um, this is also a time in a separate pan where you can be cooking some kind of 
If you do meat, you can do meat. We do tofu or shrimp or fish. So you can be doing that, scallops, anything like that in a separate pan. And again, I would use sesame oil to kind of reinforce that flavor. Um, salt and pepper, a little bit of soy sauce, crack an egg, throw an egg in, boom. And then you're going to mix in your rice, put your rice all in there, mix it around. A little bit of ginger goes a long way. A little bit of ginger goes a long way. I'm going to say it again because it is not pleasant to have too much ginger. And then at this point, I'll be cooking and then I'll reach up and I'll, I'll, I'll open my cabinet and I'll reach into my cabinet and I'll pull out my pepper flakes that I made last year. And then I'll start sprinkling those in. That's right. My own pepper flakes. So um, shout out to the dehydrators out there. <laughs> so you can put that in to give yourself a little bit of spice. And really, you can at this point, you're almost done. Once the rice is nice and heated and everything's stirred up, put a little bit more sesame oil in just to give a little fry and then taste it. If you need to, you, if it, you think it needs salt, add a little bit more soy sauce. So you got to find that right balance. And if you want to get crazy, you could put a little bit of teriyaki or something in there. But um, nice, simple, basic, sesame-flavored, inspired vegetable fried rice. So I'm impressed, right? Um, I'm, I mean, who's going to say I'm wrong? But I'm going to say that you may have pulled out a recipe that neither of us have given in these 180 plus episodes, right? You know, like the idea of fried rice. And the reason why my ears perked up is because it's something that we commonly order out, you know, just like, you know, yeah. like it's something that's a take common takeout. Um, and I've been watching online, you know, like Instagram has so many people cooking, like, you know, like everyone and their father is cooking. Right. And fried rice is, is one that people are always like, oh, you can make it at home. Um, so I love that you walked us through that recipe. Um, and I love fried rice. And I'm going to say that, again, it's one of those things. I did. Once you make it, you'll never buy it. Oh, you know, what? that's music to it, my ears. Yeah, it tastes like crap when you buy it com in comparison. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went, so do you know what a Mongolian grill is? No. Okay, so it's like, it's one of those places where you go, it's like Asian cuisine, and they have all the oils and all the different flavors and vegetables out. Mm -hmm. And you, you make your own bowl, you give it to them, and the guys walk around on a big, huge, I mean, I'm talking about like a four foot wide grill and then cook it with giant chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Never been ever been to one of those. No, I mean I've, there there are a bunch of restaurants that are similar to that, but the cook right. the uh, the chef is stationary. You know, like you yes. pick your toppings so, or whatever. Yeah. So when I was there one time, this is year, I haven't been to one in years, but the owner was there, mm -hmm. and the owner she was Asian. She grabbed, um, she had two bowls. One bowl was nothing but cabbage. And I saw that and I was like, what is going on here? And I sat there and I watched. And then when they cooked it, I looked at it and I was like, man, that looks good. Because it just had a lot more substance mm -hmm, to it than mm -hmm. just like a whole bunch of rice or noodles or something, yeah. you know? So that's where I kind of got adding in a whole head of cabbage. Because I mean, and I mean, that'll feed three people yeah. with yeah. some leftovers. So you can do that. But it's one of those recipes that we tweak all the time. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. never the same, ever, ever the same. Um, I think... In the second season of Backyard Kitchen, when it comes out, I don't think we cooked it yet. Maybe we'll do it in the third. We'll see. Hopefully, it'll come out soon, too. I promise it's on the way. <laughs> but um, look, let's quickly talk about what you're going to get, what to expect out of your garden. Yeah, Go so for it, um, 
again, it's all about where this expansion is happening. Right. You know, so if it's prime real estate, you know, you've gotten this sunny space, let's call it one of your size beds, a four by eight size bed or something that's akin to that. Um, that's a lot of space to grow more food. And if you think about, you know, let's say you're going to grow in the spring, summer, maybe even in the fall. That mean, is that 25 percent? of an increase to your garden is that 50%. The beauty in this though is once the structure, the space, that expansion when it comes to, you know, whether it's you've added a bunch of containers, whether it's, you know, you've decided, hey, I'm going to grow in this new space vertically, whatever that is, you can decide what you put in it. Like once it's there, it's there, yeah. right? So if you want to grow just a little bit of food that first year, that's fine. And it maybe helps you manage. Um, I feel like, a lot of people expand because they want to grow more food, not because they're correcting some wrong in their current garden design. So I'm going to go with most people will then get more out of their garden for that year. And it's really hard to be disciplined in a way that says, I'm going to do less this year. Like I've expanded it. I've spent the time and the money on it and I'm just going to grow less. And it's okay if you fill that boy up, like that's fine by me. But recognize now you have that many more vegetables. You could have a whole tomato plant in there that could be putting out 40, 50, 60 pounds of tomatoes. Like, how are you going to process that now? You know, Um, and that's just one single plant that I'm referring to. You know, Um, are you going to now if you put all broccoli in there, we know what happens there. Like you're going to have like what eight heads of broccoli or something like it. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Right. You can eat those in the yard. Um, But I think those considerations, because um, the part that would make me as a gardener feel bad and I'm not even going to pretend like this has never happened to me. um, You do that expansion. Now you're growing more. And then some of that food is wasted. You know, like you don't want that. Right. Um, And if you are in that space, let's just plan better for next year. You know, what do you have on getting more? Well, it was just going to kind of build on that. I mean, once I would not go crazy expanding until you know what certain plants grow and how they grow. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, just like you said, if you add another four by eight bed, like, you know, if you already have one about what you can get out of that Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a lot. Yeah. So you need to be prepared to one, consume it, process it, or give it away. Mm-hmm. Please don't waste mm-hmm. it because you're just wasting time, effort, and money. I mean, you're, it's like, that's the worst. So, um, and we all have done it to some extent. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like, oh, you're terrible if you do it. But, you know, you, you shouldn't build a bed and then just let it go go downhill. And if you, and just it's a this, quick note, if you don't end up planting as much, make sure you protect that soil. Let's, let's mulch that bed because you don't want to have to dig up the problems that you could have avoided this year, next year, right? Like yeah. don't let weeds set their, you know, set their space in there. Um, but go on, I'm sorry. No, and that's, I mean, that's the other thing too is like as you build these things, you're going to have to take care of them in that aspect one way or another. So there's going to be more weeding. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more watering. There's going to be more of all of this stuff. So, I mean, it goes into consideration of like, should you do this, you know, and like, as let's say you're listening to this show and you're thinking about expanding, we don't think right now you should make a decision. We think you should wait the next three weeks and make a decision as we go through this whole process. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm going to say collectively, because we're going to kind of break down like ways that we can do this and all these different things, because you can make a four by eight bed. And there are ways to grow 
twice as much food out of that four by eight bed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than you would normally think of by doing different techniques and methods and different things and, you know, small space gardening and all that stuff. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. So thinking about all of the area that you have to grow in, it can be daunting. And then the certain conditions you have can, you know, if you think those through, you won't have as many errors or as many hiccups as you could have had. So um, like, for instance, next week, we're going to talk about vertical gardening. Mm-hmm. So um, we've never, ever really touched on that, dedicated a show to it on here, which is, I'm kind of ashamed about, honestly, because my garden looks like an erector set. So I'm kind of excited to talk about that. And But when you do that, it brings in other challenges. So just by adding in a trellis can be expanding your garden mm-hmm, significantly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but I, I agree with what Batavia said, be prepared for getting more out of your garden and be prepared for more maintenance from your garden. Yes, ma'am. Dang. Yeah. So maintenance. the maintenance piece, um, like you now have another space that pests potentially disease, you know, so let's, it's also, um, it's from the way we've defined expanding, not as when it comes to like putting out a new growing space, it's not a space you've grown in before. Right. So be prepared for um, additional challenges, which means you could, if you already have a four by eight bed, if you've had some challenges in that bed, you may you know find them in this new bed or new challenges. Right. And again, this is in no way um, we don't want to deter you from this, but I do like the idea. Give us a couple of weeks. Let's talk through some of these things. Um, and then let's hope that you get out there and make uh, the best decisions that you can when it comes to your expansion. Yeah. And you need to get out of my head. That's weird. I hate it when you pull thoughts out of it's my so head and warm. use them for yourself. I, I'm it's still in jogging terrible. pants it's... in Chicago. It's so warm there. <laughs> I'm in there in a tank top. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, because I I was going to say the same thing. Like, it may sound like we're trying to deter you, but what what our focus is, is being realistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We want to be realistic with our expectations and what's going to come. And sometimes we uh, I've noticed that we kind of deliver news that may otherwise not be want to be heard. But just because you hear us say these things, it doesn't mean you can't do it. If you want to expand your garden, you can do it. You can take care of it and you can grow more. Yeah. So don't think you can't. It's just you need to think about these things because trust me, I've done some expanding in my days and not thought these things through. And I'm 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 now suffering the consequences of it and I've con- I'm continuously trying to rectify that. So Yeah, there is the um when it comes in I think we're wrapping up here when it comes to um that expansion The reality is that, again, year one, you may decide you need to do something different in year two. Right. It's okay that you've you've expanded and then it's like, okay, well, yeah, that didn't quite work out the way that I wanted to. That's fine. Um, I am pro all day long expanding your garden. Right. Like I have been dripping on my neighbors and I'm not close, but I'm not going to give up on digging up their yards. You know, so I am team expand by any means necessary. Uh, but I, that's why the change.org petition <laughs> has you moving two doors down, not next door. <laughs> oh, you're a genius. And I, know, I didn't put that together. That makes sense. That's a smart man. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I'll, I'll let you wrap us up here. Yeah. So, I mean, let's 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 say it like this. I want you to think of two words in the meantime. Low maintenance. Okay. When you start thinking about these things, if you're not thinking about vegetables or even if you are think about low maintenance plants and low maintenance gardens, you can do it. We trust you. We have faith in you and we're here to help you. So next week we're going to talk about vertical gardening. If you'd like to be a patron, please check the links below. Um, the camera's not on, but I got this fancy pint glass that you can get. <laughs> but seriously, everybody, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you. Actually, we'll see you Tuesday. Come have lunch with us Tuesday on YouTube. We'll see you then. See ya. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.